Welcome to the Uncle Hack Podcast, where dudes pretty much just talk dude shit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the worst hour you're gonna endure this week. You're gonna endure this week. Welcome to the Uncle Hack Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We about to make damn pussy so. We about to make damn pussy soaked. Unlike Ben Shapiro. Right? You know what a wet pussy feels like. That's right, folks. Welcome to the Uncle Hack Podcast. One of the greatest shows ever to leave Tabor, Alberta. It is a damn shame that I'm not there still. I know the local residents are probably thinking to themselves, how do we convince him to get back here? What do we got to open up? A comedy mothership just like Joe Rogan down in Austin? Uh, is that what we got to do to get this guy back? <laughs> and I'm like, listen... Folks, I got to spread the good word. I'm like the Mormon of the town. I got to go out and let everybody know how great this land is. That's my job. That's what I'm up to. Anyways, what else am I up to? Oh, all sorts. Ooh, shit. Upcoming stand-up comedy dates, folks. October 22nd, a late show, Fort St. John, and a little after party. At the strip club there, at the North Pole, that's right. After two shows in Fort St. John, late show tickets only available, 10 p.m. We are heading over to the North Pole, so head on over for a drink and a dance. October 29th in Calgary, late show added, early show sold out. November 12th, Edmonton, Alberta. And then the fellas go on a nice little jaunt down to Austin, Texas, November 18th, November 22nd, Round Rock, Texas, December 3rd, Plano, Texas, February 9th and 10th, Thunder Bay, February 16th and 17th, Niagara Falls, and just added, we're going to the Far East Coast Bay. February 22nd in Fredericton, New Brunswick, and February 23rd and 24th in St. John's, New Brunswick. I don't know. Is it St. John's? St. John's? Who gives a shit? We're going. Tickets available. DangerCatShop.com. Another great weekend. Uh, Let's address it. Let's talk about it. Let's get it all out in the open. War. That's coming up next. But first... The boys, the boys out there, yeah, in the field, busting their... I had a gentleman come up to me this weekend. He's a listener of the pods, and I just want to say thank you for the kind words that were said to me, uh, that uh, a, lot of, a lot of gentlemen out there enjoy it. They, they tune in every week to have a little giggle at the expense of a rambling moron. We cover all the issues, you know, maybe you don't want to go sifting through the news. And I've heard it a few times, like, yeah, just talk about funny shit, you cocksucker. And I get it, you know, this is the stuff that entertains me, you know. I'm trying to get back into sport. And what up, first off, I just want to say thank you to that gentleman. And thank you to the listeners out there. I know fucking a lot of the boys that listen to this not entirely in a uh, field of work that you were, you know, you thought in your head as a young child that this is where I'm destined to go. It became a grim reality in high school. I was there. 
You know, I'm watching my friends there all like uh, in peers, I guess, in my classroom. They're loading up on the 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 smart classes. There were smart classes and dumb classes. That's how I classified it, and that's how I knew I wasn't gonna be, uh, you know, sewing up any children anytime soon. I wasn't gonna be a pediatrician. I wouldn't be looking at your eyesight and be like, "Fuck, bud, little shaky in the right eye." I wasn't gonna be that guy. I wasn't going to post secondary. With a, with a vengeance of crushing some books. You know? Reality settled in at about grade 11, grade, tw- uh, grade 12, when I'm looking, uh, actually, probably the end of grade 11, and then grade 12 year, I'm like, fuck, I got one last year of having a good time hanging out. And it's straight to labor, baby. This brain is not sharp enough to go and take on a sector like, uh, oh, fuck. Where, see, I don't even know where to begin. It's like, here, idiot, take this hammer and knock that shit apart. Carry that over there. And then do it again and again and again. Only to get yelled at because I did it wrong. That's why. I am, I'm in the position I am in right now because... Uh, I don't know. Who knows? One stupid decision led me to this path. And now I sit before you, a mere prince of pussy chasing animals that just want to have a cocktail in the weekend and shove their cock in a tail at the end of that evening. And to that I say cheers to you, gentlemen. Here's to wiserhood. But it, uh, yeah, a dude came up and he just, uh, he said some pretty powerful worlds, uh, worlds, words in the, in this short interaction that we had and we had a nice little conversation, but it was nice to like, you know, I, uh, I'm not going to sit here and look for praise by any means. It's not, uh, necessarily why I do this. Uh, although it would be great. It would be greater if, uh, we garnered a more of a female audience and they just wanted to send ta-ta photos, you know? I, and I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here on a pedestal and act like I'm not a fucking pervert like the rest of us. Yes, of course. When you go sifting through the internet, you know, all I want, I want, uh, I want news that's going to make me go, oh, I'm so glad that isn't happening here. Oh my God, I'm so happy that that isn't happening here. And then I, it, you, you just want to see whole. That's all. I am, uh, I am just a Gentile like the rest of us. <laughs> I'm a goy. I'm a fucking goyum. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it, it was, uh, it was good to hear, you know, somebody just come up and say, dude, this, uh, the boys out there. The fellas appreciate the pot. They like it. And I like uh, I like that it's, if I'm being honest, I like that it's not huge, but it's, it's like just big enough. You know? It's just big enough in my mind because it's like a, a cool audience. It's once you get like bigger and bigger, you start attracting more and more idiots that, uh, I don't know, 
it, 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 this is like the building block stages. And then like, these are the, your ride or dies that are with you. You know, we had a good little explosion at the beginning and then things tapered off, you know, life changes. I don't necessarily want to be fucking going to, I don't know, bars and throwing parties. I mean, I get it. Oh, you just sit there and promote and fucking going to the strip club. Yeah, but that's post-show. It's kind of like a little after party. We did it last time we were up there, and then uh, we're there was a deal to do it again. So it's not like every weekend we're getting blasted. You know, we take the show serious, but it is nice to unwind every now and then and go and kick your feet up and have a drink and watch a little uh, ballerina go up there and twirl. Midnight ballerinas, baby. Love heading to the Tina's for a little shimmy shake. It's good for everybody. It's good for, it's good fun for the whole family, you know? It's nice, but yeah, I want to say thanks to that guy for just uh, reminding me like how, how great it is to be uh, privileged enough to give the boys out there grinding, working their buns off, you know? Because uh, winter's around the corner, you're out there, it's grueling, the weather fucking is against you, you know, maybe the job itself is against you, you got idiots that you got to work with, opinionated morons, drunks, alcoholics, drug addicts, fentanyl addicts, you name it, scaffolders, you know, you get those, pipe fitters, always a fun batch of fellows to be around, they're like, they're an after five crowd, those guys, welders, you got the welders out there that, that uh, you know what, they just make you feel smarter than everybody else on the planet. It's a, it's a true blessing of this little community that we got here. All the guys, you know, it's flannel season, boys. Let's be honest. It's getting chilly out there. You got you to gotta endure some elements. It's coming, you know. So uh, to all the boys that tune in um, every week, all the fellas out there in the field, all the ladies out there in the field that uh, tune in, I just want to say thank you for giving me the privilege to allow you to laugh while you're at work. Because uh, you know what? Sometimes a job fucking sucks. Sometimes you're on a job and you just, you know, you think to yourself, maybe enlisting and going in that war over in Gaza or Russia or wherever is uh, that fucking... At war right now, maybe I can just go over there and get pierced in the ear by a fucking sniper round. You know, that wouldn't be too bad. I can die with uh, some dignity for the country that just wants me in the fucking ground. They just pay taxes, pay taxes, pay taxes. You know, shit like that. It's insane. But, uh... You guys appreciate it. There are some people that don't. And we're going to talk about those people that. right now. You know, this war has got us very conflicted. You know, we're at one another. We're yelling. We're screaming in the streets. The only form of entertainment that we have left is to go out in the streets and scream and yell at one another. I've been over this. You know it. I know it. Everywhere you look on social media, people are screaming, shouting, yelling, fucking Christ almighty. It hasn't been quiet here for four goddamn years. We're closing in on four goddamn years. There hasn't been an ounce of silence of everybody shutting the fuck up and just, you know, let's enjoy ourselves. Let's have a party. Can't do that. You know, 
We're screaming and yelling in the streets about a fucking virus that came from bat soup. Remember that? Now we're screaming and yelling about a fucking war. We're putting stickers on our car like that's doing something, right? Put a sticker on the car. Put a, I put a sticker on my Hyundai. Why isn't Hamas knocking it off? But uh, now it's come out that the, the draft, you might get drafted, you know? You might get drafted. And, and uh, some people, you know, some Gen Zers aren't so happy about it. They're a little upset. They're fucking stomping their feet. What do you mean you're going to do something? What do you mean? Right? And it sucks. Trust me. You think, uh, you know what? It's not really comparable to World War II because uh, World War II patriotism was at its all-time high, right? Especially Canada, the United States. So when the war was ramping up and they're like, listen, you want communism and all that fascism over here? I suggest you go and fucking put some shells in some goddamn Nazis. Some of them Nazis. Get out of there. And it was like a noble act to like pick up arms and go to war. You know, it was respected. Women thought, oh my God, my little soldier, you know? You went over there, you fought your ass off, you gave freedom for us over here. And what have we done to maintain that freedom? Not much, if I'm being honest. You know, really think about it. We've allowed governments and corporations to dictate the pace of our life, what we can have, the, how much the currency's worth. It's not that great, you know? Looking back, our, our forefathers, our grandfathers should have just, you know, maybe not picked up the gun. We probably would be a little better off having a painter run the world, you know? That's the thing about art teachers. They know how to run a world. They know how to run a country. Any, any, uh, anybody who is involved in some sort of art really knows how to run a country. You had Hitler painting. You got Big Trudy acting. And look it. We're thriving. Come on, man. I know. I'll knock it off. But anyways, Gen Z, not, a, not, not too happy that there could be a draft coming. And this young guy took to the internet and he wanted to, he wanted to get some things off his chest. He wanted to speak his mind like we do around here. So we're going to give him the floor for a second here. And see what he has to say. And you know why I know that? Because we're just going to say no. Like, how are they going to actually force us to get up and go to war? I understand. How are they going <laughs> to? You'd be surprised. Because uh, there's this little thing called uh, the opposing side. And if they breach and enter your country, there's really... You know, and there's some parts of the U.S. It's like you don't go there because there it's a uh, it's at war. You know, you're not going into Chirac and going and checking out all the local shops. No, 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 no. So they before you get too ahead of yourself, I imagine that somewhere in your city there is a place where gunshots ring out cont like continuously throughout the night. So you're 
you're pretty close to a war zone, but how are they going to force you to pick up? They're not. I mean, you only really got two options, your will to live or die. If you don't want to pick up a gun, well, guess what? The enemy is just happier than pigs and shit because this war just got easier to fight. And it was like that in like the 1940s. What else is there to do? You know what annoys me about this generation is instead of just like doing one thing, you know, doing one thing at a time, you, you come on here, you want to make a video and they're like, I don't understand people's need to eat while they're recording as if it's like mere, it's like a cool act to do as I'm eating caramel and apples. What are you fucking for? Eat the apple. Eat the apple. You don't need to pump all that sugar into you, you dipshit. Sitting here eating, trying to make a point. Nobody's made a point eating. Last week, we had that jackass Pierre Polyev sitting in an orchard, chomping away at an apple, thinking he's fucking, yeah, I got this guy, I got him on the ropes here. And it's like, can you fucking not? What is it with you idiots in eating? Next episode, that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to order a whole spread, a smorgasbord of fucking Chinese food, and I'm going to sit here and smack my lips together, eating, just talking about, like, all the things I could have done in my life for a whole hour. Chinese food, me... You know, when I was fucking 13, I thought to my... I thought to myself... If there's ever a draft, good luck getting me to go. This fucking asshole. In 1940, besides shoot people. But yeah. What is, his, what is his big point there before taking a hunk out of that? That in like the 1940s. 1940s. What else is there to do in 1940 besides shoot people? We have things to do nowadays. We have twerk. Be bisexual. Eat hot chip. Bye. And we're also, like, really mentally ill. <laughs> Not really building a case for you. We have to, we have to twerk. We have to be bisexual. All reasons why you should go to war. You know? All reasons, all re, to put the perspective of life and its meaning, maybe having a M16 round whiz past your ear, you'd be like, Boy, I I should have appreciated this much more. And what a, the fuck do you mean? What else was there to do in 1940 other than shoot people? Well, first off, the women were in the factories pressing the shells. So, what do you mean? What else? What do you think? The bullets just fall out of the sky? No, we had to put women in factories, pressing the bullets, shipping it over the guys so that way they could shoot one another, you pretentious prick. What an asshole. What a complete asshole. The audacity to sit there and munch an apple with caramel on it. I don't know how you guys say it. Caramel? Caramel? Who cares? The audacity to sit there and shovel a kid's snack into your face while trying to make a point of, like, what else was there even to do back in 1940 other than shoot one another? You know, listen to the, his list of things. If twerk, be bisexual, eat hot chip, 
a bly. A bly? What? What is it? What does he say there? I am more chip. A bye. I'm more also like really mentally ill. I have like six of these. What makes you think I'm qualified to have a gun? Like within 600 feet of anybody, including myself. See, this is where you got to young kids get off the Internet. Because when you say something like that, you want to know what I think if I'm a general, if I'm if I'm at the helm. You know, I'm at the big oak desk making the sh calling the shots of the Canadian military, the U.S. military, and they go, and this young guy goes, I shouldn't be within 600 feet of a gun. I'm mentally ill. My eyes perk up. Oh, oh, we got ourselves a soldier here. Put him on the list. You're not building a case, okay? You're not building the case. We've seen the videos of Columbine and those little losers that go and walk into a school and just shoot unarmed people. Now let's take those, these guys right here, and put them in a real combat situation and see how they fucking do. I think it's about time. We've gave enough wiggle room to school shooters for quite some time. And if you're thinking about doing it, hold off, okay? Hold off. There's a war happening right now. You have an opportunity to actually have somebody that's going to fight back. You don't want to shoot some sitting ducks. Why do you want to do that? That's boring. That's There's no thrill in that. It's, it's a waste of your time. Guess what? You can go over and just lay waste to whoever the fuck you want, whenever the fuck you want to do it. You know what? At this point, no one cares. There's two wars you can join. You can join the Ukraine-Russia one. In fact, you get, a, you get this, you little gamer fucking queers. You can spawn wherever the hell you want. You want to go to Jerusalem? Hmm? You want to go to, you want to see where, oh, you're not very religious? Or do you want to endure the cold winter of Russia? Do you want to go over to Ukraine and take on the winter, a winter little cod map, if you will? We'll send you over. You get a pick. Do you want a nice uh, beaches? Do you want sand? You know, warm weather? Or do you want to go out and, you know, see snowflakes and build little snowmen? And have yourself a little ground war against the Russians, or do you want to fight Hamas? You get to pick your enemy. Oh my God, it's like a real life video game. And to shake pills in front of somebody and be like, I'm mentally ill and should not have a gun. If anything, if anything, that's making, you're shot up to the top of the list. They're like, okay, if we put an M16 and tell them that Hamas just misgendered a tranny and told them to get the fuck out and you cannot use that bathroom. These kids might go AWOL. They might go bananas over there. They might win that war within a week. We don't know. We got to test it. This is the testing grounds, you know? We, we've tested a lot of things in the past four years, you know? Whether it be fucking chemical injections or, or, or what the human mind and psyche is like under lockdown. All sorts of things. We've really got uh, a lot of studies done on the human beings. Now let's see if the mentally deranged Gen Z kids can withstand a war. Pill them up, you know? Pill them up. Give them apples and caramel sauce. Send them over. What else does this moron have to say? We're going to just go back. A, that statement right there. I think I'm qualified to have a gun. 
like within 600 feet of anybody, including myself. And finally, like guns are like so tacky. Like, can you imagine just like pulling up with a gun? Like that is so fucking embarrassing. Embarrassing. Like, could you imagine just like pulling up? Like when you hear them talk, you, you know, you wish a gun was present. You wish a gun was present and around and somebody, you wish that there was an active shooter, you know? Could you imagine like, if like, if a like, it's like guns are like tacky. Tacky isn't like tactical. What, are, what do you mean tacky? What are we talking here? What the fuck are you trying to say? Like imagine pulling up with a gun. That's like embarrassing. Opposed to what? What do you mean? You know, we're going to cover it later. You know, pulling up with a gun and losing a rock fight. Now that's embarrassing, which we're going to cover later. I seen a video that, that had me in stitches. I was laughing so fucking hard. But this right here is the exact reason. Look at the look on this person's face. If you put a gun in their hands and just said, you know what Hamas did the other day? You want to know what Hamas did? They had a protest outside of their local library, a.k.a. mosque, saying that drag queens aren't allowed to read to, uh, read to the kids. All of a sudden, that gun looks pretty, you know, chic. It looks uh, fabulous in your hand, doesn't it? You want to go out in the streets and, and cause a, you know, a social uproar. You want to make change in the Middle East. Like, what is this? The Revolutionary fucking War? No. Like, the Revolutionary War. Like, what is this? The Revolutionary War? In a sense, I guess. I don't know. Like, nobody knows what's going on. That's the thing. Nobody understands what's going on. Every day. You know, the regular phone. I am embedded into the internet now because of, uh, first off, trying to find things to talk about on this show. I'm constantly scanning. If I got uh, some downtime, I'm always checking out Twitter, news sites. What's going on? Hey, Fox News, run a headline for me. What is happening in the world? What can I talk about? Keep me updated. And it's, and it's like impossible to keep up with everything at one time you know it is it is relatively hard so i don't blame the regular day folk that don't give a shit about the news i've thought about this oh god i'm sorry for burping in your ear like that i apologize tremendously but i was thinking about this the other day and uh one thing that kind of sticks out to me is is my my decline in my the, the the decline of interest that I've had in sports lately, you know? I just uh I just don't find myself sitting down and watching sports like I used to. And why I don't know. I just I just find what's happening in the world more fascinating than the world of sports. You know, you sit down and watch a good UFC event every now and then if I got the time or a Saturday off. But the, the world just produces some of the craziest shit I didn't think I would ever see in my lifetime. And it's crazy to say that because since, uh, you know, I believe since I was about 10 or 9 or 10 years old, we have been at war 
North America, there has been war footage everywhere. You learn about wars in school, and then you'd flip on the TV, and there was the 9-11 was happening, and you got the war in Af uh, Iraq, and then it was war in Afghanistan, war in Syria, the war on terror, and now the war on terror is back. It's rebranded. All in Israel. And now we got mentally deranged Gen Z kids that are pilled up to the gills. They're like, no, we ain't doing it. We ain't fighting. So where the decline is happening over here, morale has never been lower. Patriotism doesn't exist. The kids could give a shit. They thought all of this was just handed down and we're watching the collapse of an empire. That's what we're watching, okay? And I, when I say the empire, I'm talking of like the United States of America because it certainly is not Canada withholding world peace by any means. You know, we are not the country. We're not, we're not the diplomats rolling around the fucking world ensuring that, you know, hey, we're, we're going to collapse that government to make sure that, hey, we're safe over here. We don't need George Bush to putting two more planes into some towers, you know? We don't need that moron and his little Israeli friends coming up with a little plan. All right, all right, all right. Calm down, calm down. But that's the joy. Who gives a shit? It's all collapsing before our eyes. And while we have our head in the sand, we got these little snacks. We got, you know, apples with caramel on them. You can enjoy the last few things that, that, uh, that really, truly mask it. They mask it. They put a smile on your face. You know, whether it's unprotected sex with strange women, drinking until you're incoherent and thrown on your face at, out of your local tavern. You know, you got to enjoy these little things right now because this is what we're depending on. You know, they're not looking at me and being like, listen, time to pick up a gun at the ripe age of 33. Would they do it? Of course they would. But this is like, this is, this is who's defending us. When I'm an old man and I, this, these people have had kids and I'm scratching my head, thinking to myself, you know, we really made some mistakes, but hey, here we are. A collapse. A giant economic collapse. The world has never been greater. Here's to my pension. Here's to stand-up comedy, ladies and gentlemen. Here is me cheersing you to whatever occupation that you decided to get involved with fresh out of high school. Here's to that. Here's to the decline. Enjoy it while you can. Have a drink, you know. Uh, when next time the old lady is like giving it to you about fucking, oh, you're drinking again? And it's like, yeah, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? I don't see it getting better out there. I'm going to have another cocktail. I'm going to have another drink. In fact, I might have seven. Well, we got to go to my mom's house for dinner. And guess what? I'm going to be drinking there too. 
And I'm going to let everybody know that I found out that you were cheating on me with my best friend at that dinner. And I'm going to destroy this family faster than you can say Rasputin, you silly bitch. And that's the day, the seventh day God created drama. Mazel tov. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap. Let's just chat. Let's just let's just chat. It's the revolutionary fucking word now. Like, let's just chat. Let's just talk. There's no, there's no need for all the like, like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> I wish, you know, there's, there's just things that come out and, and like, I knew I was, uh, I wasn't the brightest human being in my teenage years, but I, I relatively kept to myself and just attempt to make my friends uh, laugh. I wasn't trying to, you know, the internet was still in its early stages. We weren't really involved in it like the way we are today. Uh, you'd hop on Facebook on your fucking, you know, your, you had to use like a PC to hit, hit the internet. Or if you had a laptop, you could check your Facebook or fucking whatever dumb site, you know. Social media wasn't as rampant as it is today. Um so we weren't capable of putting our thoughts out. We weren't really that involved either in politics like this younger generation is today. You know, they allow the headlines of newspapers to seep into their life when in reality, you know, when you got an attitude like this, it's like you should just stay out and go to whatever gay raves that you planned on going to that weekend anyways and just let anybody who truly gives a shit Try and figure, let's just chat. Let's just chat. Yeah. Like it's like, like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, like the fucking panel of the view having a chat. What are we talking about here? What are we doing? Are we just going to slap five gays around a fucking uh, news anchor desk? And then that's going to solve it. Uh, is that what we're going to do? We're just going to put five twinks around a goddamn desk. And next thing you know, world peace is uh, like just on the horizon. As I stare off into the horizon and I see the rainbow flag waving in the wind, I have five twinks that are coming together to really solve the issues that are taking place on the Gaza Strip. And thankfully, they did so. Or else I would be enlisted and I would pick, be picking up the... I would be picking up arms and heading over there to take on Hamas. Let's just chat. Let's just chat. <laughs> no. Yeah, that is great, isn't it? That's, that's what's going to defend us. God, I cannot wait. So if you see me in the future and I'm waving a Hamas flag and I'm like, fellas, over here, Taliban, I've been fucking rooting for you guys for quite some time. You know, I'm a big underdog guy. Pleasure to meet you, whoever the fuck you are. Ahmed Alakbar or whatever the hell you want to call yourself. I don't give a shit. It's an honor to meet you. Brother in arms. 
I tell you what, I got I got decent editing skills. What do you say we make a couple sketches together? What do you say you and I get together and we make a few sketches, you know? And this is uh this is what we're dealing with the with the war over there. This is this is this this kills me. I'll do commentary on it for those that are listening. Um but this is some grand stuff. All right. So what we got here, I'm going to describe this as best as I can. We have a gentleman who's laying on the hood of what looks to be maybe a Toyota van. And then there are IDF soldiers in the foreground wielding weapons. And I oh, I'm missing one part here. The guy laying on the hood, all he has is a lot of rocks laying on the cowl where the windshield wipers are. There's just a lot of rocks there. And this gentleman is throwing these rocks at the soldiers. And they are retreating. These guys have guns. They're shooting their guns. They're losing. It's it's three versus three. What it looks like. Oh, never mind. We got a four versus three on the rock throwing side. They are throwing rocks at Israeli soldiers right now and they are retreating. I don't even know what to say to that. You know what I mean? After hearing that little Gen Z kid fucking talking about that, like the IDF is a funny little organization. Cause I don't know if you know this, but out in, uh, in Israel that you have to serve in the IDF. You have to serve for their military as an Israeli. And this is what you end up with. That's what you end up. That's us. That's our military. in the next five years is some fucking Hamas soldier throwing rocks at it, at them, sorry, at these at these soldiers, and them retreating because they don't, they're panicking. We've never been in a rock fight before, you know? Being from small town Alberta, I, I, I imagine a lot of small towns are like this, but like as the town was developing, you know how you would get in uh, piles of dirt and then you get the dirt clumps? We'd all get together and we'd have dirt clump wars. So that's what we did as kids. So before you laugh, very effective. You you throw a rock in my hand. I you know what? It, give it a day or two, and there is going to be a Jewish sports agent at CAA or whatever big agency looking at this and being like, that guy's got a decent arm. We should get him a fucking PTO with the the fucking Padres. What do we got to what, what do we got to do to get him to come out to Los Angeles and do and and have a tryout with the Angels? Guy's got a decent arm on him. We got a cannon, you know? We'll help the world out. Four of them just hucking rocks at three soldiers and put them back. This is what we're dealing with. So when you see this come out of that war, you just shake your head and you're under, like, what the fuck is going on out there? What is happening? And it makes more sense why you would want the Americans involved, you know? Because there's a lot of goofy shit that's coming out. Yeah, I, I imagine a lot of you have maybe seen like the videos of uh, 
the the female soldiers with the IDF making like TikToks. And the Ukraine was doing like the same thing. It's like, that's how you can like garner, garner support from mouth breathers like myself is just having hot women promoting your military like that. And you're like, oh, look at all this hot pussy on the IDF. I must pick their side. Because clearly in Hamas, they got their women wrapped up like a fucking mummy. Can't even get a good glimpse. Meanwhile, these this thing's got some tight fitting clothes. That'll fucking garner support for a bill. And then I see this, you know, and I yeah, and like I said earlier, you know, my decline in 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 uh, my my active viewing of sport, right, sporting events, sporting leagues, has went down. But then you throw like a high stakes dodgeball game like this, where one guy's got a gun and the other guy's just got fucking twenty five rocks on the hood of a goddamn. Toyota Sienna. Now I'm invested. Now I'm looking at this like, holy shit. The balls on this guy. The fucking balls on this guy to sit here and throw rock. These, the confidence you would have after that, after beating and causing somebody to retreat who has a fucking submachine gun in their hand who could just unload like a rock. It does enough damage, but like, let's be honest here. When you can just ga, 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 unload, or anybody with half a brain would just sit there and like get some decent cover. I can't imagine he's that accurate with his throws, right? Just around the corner, but no, we're going to get up nice and tight where those rocks can really pelt me. Jesus Christ, you scratch your head and then you're like, oh, fuck, I wonder how those Gen Zs would do in this war. This is it right here. This is them screaming, running back because somebody threw a rock at them. Blows my mind. Makes no fucking sense to me whatsoever. I cannot, but... There are positives to this war that's happening, okay? There are positives. <clears throat> Some of the things that are happening right now is like in North America, is you got to pick a side, right? Everybody's going through that. We went over that last episode. You got to go through that process of like choosing a side. What side are you on? What side are you on? You have to pick. And it better be the right one. And nobody's guiding you. Last year, we were like, free, free Palestine, right? We were out in the streets and be like, the Israel is like, yeah, fucking Israel. Now, now it's like a pro-Israel stance because the military industrial complex is getting behind it. The media is pushing it. They want to go back to war. We got to prop up the economy some way, shape, or form. There's a lot of benefits to war for North America. So now the fucking big media machine, the mainstream media is getting behind it. They're trying to garner the public support where meanwhile, like, you know, people our age have been like around this for so long that we're like, ugh, fuck, you know? The boomers... See, the boomers, they, they came from an era where their parents like were deeply involved with World War II and the evils of like fascism and Nazism and forcing the Jews to all over the country and the extermination of them and, and uh, all, all that that happened back then is like still in their head. Where we 
have been around for a much different version of uh, Jews, you know? So it's like we, we're seeing Israel and all the evil that they've done to people that are basically in these open, not basically, are in these open-air prisons in the Gaza Strip and West Bank, you know, we see all that. We hear about it. It's reported on. It's talked about. It's in the media. So we have a different opinion on Israel than your your boomer. And, and, and you're seeing it in the polls. It's like, they got to go over there and flatten Hamas. They got to go over there and flatten Hamas. That's what they got to do, say. And the younger generation is like, hey, fucking knock it off. You're going to push everybody into nuclear war. We kind of like living. We kind of enjoy it. We don't like the shit that you old bastards have like created for us to fucking live in. You know, this is a wonderful thing that you've done for us. We, we are so excited to never own a house, you know, to live like paycheck to paycheck, basically in poverty. If I miss one day of work, I got to scratch my head and figure out what bill am I going to miss because you guys have completely tore this country apart. You know, so the, the, you got these old bastards that are sitting around and be like, yeah, they got to bomb them. They got to bomb the hell out of them because the mainstream media has come together and you can tell when, when something is like a little off, when you watch, if you turn on Fox news and you turn on CNN and they both have the same messaging, that's when you got to scratch your head and be like, what the hell is going on here? You know, when the same headline is running throughout those two organizations and it's like clear message across all mainstream media outlets, that's when you have to start asking questions like what's really going on here, you know? And I think with the internet, this younger generation that's coming up and even us like millennials and Gen Xers, you know, and, and, and all the way down to like Gen Z, are seeing it for what it is because we have alternate news sources and we have these people, especially, you know, when you when you get into independent independent journalism and these people are ridiculed and they've been drugged through the mud through mainstream media outlets, you they become more believable because it, when you strip a man or woman of everything that they have, you know, you're booting them off social media sites. They want to censor this person. Then it, it starts to, you start to question, like, what is this person saying? You know, what is their research? What are they talking about that they don't want this out there? They don't want anybody talking about it because there's a, there's clear messaging behind what takes place um, with, with the programming on these uh, bigger news outlets like Fox, CNN, uh, MSNBC, because they all have clearly the same message. We got to arm up. We got to go over to Israel. We got to give them $100 billion. We got to do all these things. We got to prop up, prop up, prop up, prop up. We got to go back to war. We can fight two wars at one time, which uh, if history has told us one thing, you know, if history has told us one thing, about a uh, uprising power, maybe around the 40s, like that young guy was talking about, maybe around that era, is once you start adding more, like a full fucking five, six fronts, you're trying to conquer some serious ground here. Doesn't really work out, does it? Next thing you're in, oh, you're in a bunker high on methamphetamine with a fucking Ruger in your mouth. So the history books say. But anyways... 
But with all of this happening, right, you got to pick a side. You know, World War III is on its rise. We all got to pick a side. Who are you fighting for? Who are you on? And if you don't pick the right side, you, you get the boot, right? And I think we've all known that if you go with a pro-Palestine stance now, you lose your job, you know, all these university kids that went out and they're fucking, hey, gosh, the Jews, whatever they were screaming out on campus, whatever they were yelling about, you know, all these intellectuals gathering together in courtyards with their signs, right? Now, now all of a sudden they're monitored, they're profiled, and now they can't get jobs on Wall Street anymore because they were out fucking, hey, gosh, the Jews again. They're yelling that out in the streets. So now we know, like, if you go this way, good possibility, you could lose your job, right? And which happened to a, uh, a caucus member with the Ontario NDP. Let's take a listen. Candace Sarah Jama will be sitting as an independent in the Ontario legislature moving forward. The Hamilton Centre MPP was removed from the NTP caucus just moments before a vote was set to take place that would see her being censured for her stance on the Israel and Palestine conflict. Premier Doug Ford and the Ontario PC party leading that motion and saw them voting in favour of censuring Jama and the vote carried 63 to 23 as the Ontario Liberals abstained. Gemma will not be recognized by the Speaker moving forward until she makes a formal apology and deletes her social media posts. <laughs> Reporting from political outlet The Trillium indicates that the NDP has approved a speech, had approved a speech for Gemma prior to her censure vote, but she ended up changing some of the words, which is part of the decision to remove her from caucus. Sources inside the party say the NDP booting Sarah Gemma this is great. has caused serious concerns amongst its ranks. See, this is great because we're watching the government eat itself. You know, uh, the NDP, the new Democratic Party out here in Canada for the American listeners are basically like, uh, how do you do, they're, they're deranged socialists is basically what they are. They're, they're insane. One of their uh, little rallies that they had, they're, they, they, for the questioning period, they were giving wristbands or, or a yellow card or some shit like that to individuals that that are considered minorities. If you were gay, if like, and and that person got to speak. They literally organized from from who is more oppressed to who isn't, and white men, white straight males being last on that list. Who got to ask a question first or speak first? It's insane. This party is like absolutely insane. You, they're the the leader of them, Yagmeet Singh, Jag, Jugmeet, Jugmeet, is out there yelling and screaming at Loblaws and all these grocery chains about lower the prices. This is out of control, and then try to be a total socialist. For the, for the people. But meanwhile, he's driving around town in like a fucking BMW M3 with like a $9,000 watch on his wrist and dressing his kid in Canada Goose fucking jackets, you know? A true socialist, if, if I'm being honest, thinks everything needs to be equal except for him. Except for him. He needs to, you know, 
all these special gifts that are given to him. He's going to use them. And then they had, there was like another, uh, uh, what the hell? He took a photo of like his new child's room and then people like, the, these idiots forget that that we are smart. That we do, some people do have time and they sift through everything in your photo. They will look at what these items are and then they find out he had like a $9,000 rocking chair for his kid. Well, it was a gift, you know. Yes, but in, in politics, image is everything. And when you're trying to be amongst the common folk, you know, the working class, as you say that you represent, and you're flexing a fucking $9,000 rocking chair. Name somebody who has a $9,000 rocking chair that's a mechanic, you know? Oh, I forgot the... I forgot the person stocking groceries who you're fighting ever so hard for has a $10,000 wristwatch driving around town in a Canada goose jacket, you know, wearing Armani suits. I totally forgot that. Especially racialized and younger members. Some staffers say they were upset by the party's handling of the issue and have considered quitting, while members of riding associations and volunteers have left, with some of them also relaying that they won't be helping the party moving forward. The constant sentiment from sources is that this could have been handled. It is fun. Like this war right now is causing a total destruction of Canadian politics because we cannot figure out well you know we, we we there just can't be a normal stance on it you know there just cannot be a normal stance at all you have to pick a side and that's where this comes in your favor you know like like the wealthy always say never let a good tragedy go to waste right you've probably heard this before we're repeating it to refresh our memory because this can be used to your advantage as well. Are there people inside of your work that you despise, that you cannot stand? Do they drive you nuts? Do they irritate you? Very simple. We live in an age of technology where, you know, uh, AI can help create things. And all you got to do is take your coworker's profile or Twitter account or Facebook account, make a wild statement on how that they support Palestine in this war, take a pro-Palestine stance on a status and just screenshot it, send it to your employer and be like, look at this animal. Why would he say something like that? Only to have this person removed from your work. It's genius. This is where we got to take advantage of this ourselves. See, the government is doing it. We, as well as human beings, the working class, have to as well. And you can do it against... I know this sounds like very, like, Stalin-era Russia here, where we're kind of shooting one another in the street. Hey, this guy doesn't support the fucking regime! And then they're drug out. Instead of put, getting a bullet put in their head, we just strap them financially. See, it's a very doggy dog world. It's Lord of Flies out there. And, and, and you got to take advantage of it when you can. And especially if you're not uh, emotionally invested in this war that's taking place in Israel and, and fucking uh, the Gaza Strip and the West Bank and all that whole area. If you're not emotionally invested in it, who cares? You can take this and use it for your own personal gain like everybody else is doing.
You know, like any of these guys, any of these politicians truly, really give a shit. This is just to posture up and see like, hey, look how great of a human being I am. And sometimes it bites you in the ass like it did this woman right here. Now she gets kicked out of the NDP party. She has to run as an independent. And uh, it, oops, it really puts a little ripple in the system. And when you see that, you got to think quick enough on your feet that, oh, I can use this to my own advantage. It's genius. You know, I'm here all week. Every week, Thursday, 3 p.m., Mountain Standard Time. I come here. I sit down. I piece all of this together. I try and make your lives easier by giving you a laugh and even a little bit of advice of removing some people that truly annoy you from your workplace. I know what this podcast is for. It's for the working class, you know? I'm not over here. Look what I'm flexing. I'm sitting in a goddamn chair in sweatpants right now with a fucking shit-ass TUE trying to show you clips on the fucking internet. Do you think I'm killing it? Do you think I'm ahead of the game? If I had a $9,000 rocking chair, you're goddamn right it would be in the fucking shot, you know? If I had a $10,000 wristwatch, I would be in here. That's all the episode would be is me putting it in the camera and be like, look at how great I am. Thank you for your money. Thanks for coming to shows. Thank you for supporting my career. Now look at me. Look how great I am. Like every other comic from Los Angeles, you know, that's what I got to do. I got to get to a level of that where I like flex my money on, on all the all the people that have supported me through the ranks. And by wearing expensive clothing and showing everybody like, hey, look at this. Look at how great I am. Thank you for your money. I'm so glad that you every week pay for the Patreon. You know, is it supporting my career? Half-assedly, it is. But I'm trying to get into the 2024 Tesla. You know, that's what I'm trying to do. So if you could donate to the, no, fuck that. Shit's gay. I think it's funnier to go the opposite way. If you make more money, you you regress in uh, in your fashion, in your you know your everyday items. I think that's hilarious. You know, if 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 you were to catch me, say I was a millionaire and you caught me, and I'm like in a fucking '86 Plymouth, and the wheels are like they're fucking. You're like Jesus. Are you gonna put new tires on that? And be like in this economy. And you're like hack. What the fuck? You just sold out Rogers Arena. What the hell are you doing here? Why are you fucking... What is this? What the hell is this? You know? And usually when you're... Like, if you're there, you got security. My security is just like that Gen Z kid eating apples and be like, well, let's just talk about it. Can we just talk about it? And I sick that on you. That'd be my security team. It's just a bunch of Gen Zs that are like anti-war that want to talk to you about fucking how environmentalism is really going to save the planet. My one buddy got duped by that fucking Greta Thunberg video where it was like AI and they're like, we need like environment, you know, envir environmentally friendly missiles. And I was like, it says AI in the corner, you dumbass. And he goes, I know, I seen it after. And I was like, see, this is how they get you. This is how these assholes get you. ...better, and that losing someone like Sarah Jama, one of the most progressive voices in the party, really hurts the NDP. Here's party leader Mart Stiles on the decision. We are a team. Oh, yeah. And she has done a number of unilateral things that have undermined our team. Oh. 
Our caucus and our staff team worked very, very hard and in good faith with MPP JAMA so we could find a way forward. But MPP- yeah, yeah, they just used like chat GPT to come up with a, a speech for her. Be like, yeah, chat GPT. Chat GPT, can you write something that says I'm sorry for saying that, hey, <coughs> hey, I'm sorry for saying that I love watching Jew blood hit the streets of the Gaza Strip and I hope that a ground war happens so that way we we can have a standing chance on fighting these fucking losers. How do I say sorry once I've tweeted that as a sitting politician in the Canadian Parliament? How do I get... How do I get away and keep my job as a politician for a socialist party by saying that, you know what, these goddamn kikes are really ruining the world? How do I get away with, you know, something like that? And these are her words, not mine, keep in mind. And I say, like, oh, Jesus Christ! How do I continue being a politician after tweeting something like that? And then they sat down and looked at the chat GPT and it was like overloading. They're like, oh boy. A big long speech. Listen, we're going to need you to go live uh, on your Instagram and say something like this. Uh, we, we, we read it all out. We wrote this all out. And we just need you to go and make a video on your Twitter account saying that you're sorry. And she's like, suck my twat. I rearranged a few words in there, and I just want to say, Allah Akbar. And they're like, whoa, 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 we can't put that in there. AP JAMA has, you know, chosen not to work with us. Now, this is not the end in this saga. JAMA has accused Premier Doug Ford of using defamatory language towards her and for accusing her of anti-Semitism. A cease and desist letter was sent to the Premier's office that's on awesome. Friday. But the Premier See what I mean? That's, that's the big issue that we have over here. Picking a side. That's the big issue. You, pick a, you have to pick a side. But you don't have to pick a side, though. See? They're trying to make you pick a side. You don't have to. You can use who's ever picking a side against them. You know, this is the joy of the planet. If you sit back and just see it for what it is, you can use it to your advantage, folks. You can get some people that you don't enjoy removed from your place of work, and life isn't so bad. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Uncle Hack Podcast. I know we haven't had any hate mail lately. If you want to send a voice recording in and want to talk about some shit, you want to got some things on your chest that you need to get off, please email me, unclehack at dangercast.tv, subject line hate mail. You can write it or uh, just use a voice note, record it, and attach it in the email, and we can use it on this show. Isn't that fun? Voice recordings on the show. If you want to send some hate mail in, we've been lacking on it a little. You know, everybody's a little happy out there. We're watching fucking explosions on television once again, like it's 2000 fucking one to 2000 goddamn 20, you know? All over again. We got a brand new war. We're, renew, we're, we're invested. You know, it's not like the Russia-Ukraine war. It's like, ah, yeah, whatever. It's old news. You know, the, the I stand with uh, uh, Ukraine, Russia, Jesus Christ. I stand with Ukraine. T-shirts are on sale. They're 50% off. We got some new merch that we got to fucking throw out there. Speaking of new merch, we have some new items that are on uh, the site, dangercatshop.com, uh, the Spite Tour T-shirt is finally up for grabs. Thank you very much, and we will see you next week, Thursday at 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time.